everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today to be introducing a new series that we're going to be doing once a month here on the podcast. We are excited to have your feedback. Let us know what you think. But we are going to be talking books once a month. We're going to be doing romance reading and I'm very excited about it because I need more reading in my life. <laughs> and I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree's here to help me through this process. Yes, I'm so excited to be with you yeah. during this process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you have your Instagram where you talk about romance novels. And so, of course, that's why I thought to have you on this new show. So tell us how you got started in particularly reading romance novels and what you love about them. I love, I love kind of with romance. I think it catches, it catches a lot of slack because you know how mm -hmm. it's going to end, right? You know, you're going to get that happy ever after, but I think that there's something really comforting in that. And you're just going along for the ride, different authors, you know, you're, you want to see what their spin on it's going to be, the journey that they're going to take you on and then lead you to that happy ever after. And I actually started reading romance because of Hallmark. <laughs> I was watching a Hallmark movie and I watched the Christmas movies every year. And I was like, I've never actually read a romance novel. And if you pay attention, a lot of the, especially like the older movies, they will tell you the novel that they were based on. And I'm like, why have I mm. never actually read a romance? So that inspired me to pick up a romance novel. And that was like 2017. And I've been reading it ever since. And have, have you always been a pretty big reader? Yeah, ever since I was a kid, I, I read R.L. Stein's The Goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> fully as a kid. I remember reading like a child, a kid's version of Frankenstein. Loved that. I still liked uh -huh. Dark and Creepy. And then yeah. I read Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, which oh, is like. so good. Yeah, like all time favorite book. First time in eighth grade in English class. And I mean, I've taken breaks and stuff, but for the most part, like it's just always been a love of my life. So, and you're a pretty fast reader, it seems like. I've gotten faster. I listen to audiobooks, which helps mm -hmm. me get through books a lot quicker. Otherwise, it would take weeks at times, which is fine. Um, but I just love that feeling of like getting lost in a story. And so that really helps me do that so i'm the same uh i've been an audible member since 2006 so we're going on uh 15 years practically so that's crazy pretty... <laughs> i didn't even learn about audible i think until 2018 maybe maybe 2017 yeah i didn't realize see. they'd been around that long that's, that's yeah crazy I've it. had, let's see how many, I have 459 titles in my library. Oh my gosh, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And see, when I discovered Audible, how I eased into it, I think was I had been listening to podcasts for about a year. And mm -hmm. so I think that helped me get into audiobooks. And I started with nonfiction. So if no one, if you've never listened to an audiobook, I think starting with nonfiction could be like an easy transition into them. 
Yeah, that's that that's true. And and podcasts as well. I mean, that was one of the first things that I did uh, purchase when I started Audible was uh, there's this show. There was this show called Car Talk uh, on NPR. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it it is very formative for me in in kind of deciding to to dive into podcasting and I loved these two guys they were so funny and that was one of the first things that I downloaded on Audible was a bunch of their their books quote unquote but uh but really just they're just their episodes of their podcast and they're so charming and funny and I hate cars but I loved the two of them talking about cars yeah <laughs> and so that's always been kind of a goal of mine is to Make the show funny and enjoyable and interesting so that people that have no interest in Hallmark movies would still enjoy listening to the show. Yeah. That's kind of my dream. I don't know if we succeed, but that's the goal. <laughs> you do really well. Yes. <laughs> I try, we try our best. <laughs> we try our best. Uh, but yeah, I love audiobooks. It definitely makes things go way faster. Uh, but... I've had a harder time this last year of kind of focusing on my reading, whether it's audiobook or regular book, just because I don't know. I just feel like I always get distracted whenever I, whenever I sit down to either listen or read, there's always so many things coming at me uh, lately. Yeah. And I, I also have so many podcasts that I, I have to listen to both for editing purposes, but then also checking, you know, our competition and, and other things. I just, it's just hard. Girl, you are a busy woman. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to start this show because I need this kind of accountability yeah. with my reading. And we're, we will, we will talk about other books aside from romance that we're reading just briefly, but the ones we'll dive kind of the most into will be the romance novels. Yeah. Because I am in a book club. Okay. Are you in a book club? I do. I have a book club with two of my best friends that I've met online. Um, and we meet like twice a month to just talk like bookish stuff. And then at oh, the end fun. of the month, we will talk about the books. And we just try to have like, we pick like one word themes and mm -hmm. kind of let other internet friends like pick the book that we end up picking up. So like this month, we're reading a Babysitter's Club mystery. I've never read Babysitter's Club before. So. Oh, none of the whole series, huh? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I was like, oh. I, was a goose <laughs> I was a goosebump kid all the way. And so it's been a lot of fun. And I think next month it's like chiclet. So we have like Bridget, oh, Bridget Jones's Diary is a pick mm. and like two others. And I really want to read Bridget Jones. I've never read it. And everybody's like, it's a terrible book that didn't age well. And I'm like, I just oh. feel I was like, hoping it would win because I just feel like it's one of those books I should be able to say I've read. So we'll see what uh -huh. we end up picking up. But yeah, book clubs oh, are a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read it for a long time. I didn't know that it didn't age well. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check that out myself. Uh, I used to read the Jane Austen, her five main books. I used to read those every year. And I just don't have the time anymore, but I miss that. So I think I'll have to, maybe one month we'll have to make one of the Jane Austens, one of the, the main, main books that we're talking about. That I would be fun. It. Yeah, we should. Because I love the classics. I'm a big fan of, uh, I love Elizabeth Gaskell, North and South and uh, yeah, Wives and Daughters. Those are two of my favorites. 
And wives and daughters, like it's so it's kind of sad because she passed away before she could finish mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I ha- I have a girlfriend. She rereads Wives and Daughters every year. And I'm like, Kate, Ugh. that book is huge. <laughs> but she loves it. <laughs> so good. It's so good. But I just pretend like the ending that they have for the, the miniseries is the real ending because I think they nailed it. They did such a good job. I love that them in the rain. Yeah. And they're totally socially distanced. It's <laughs> Because she's sick, and so they can't talk. They can't touch each other. But oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a favorite? Like a favorite? I would oh. have to say. Oh my goodness! If we're talking classic, I mean, all I always recommend Rebecca. Always, mm, I just feel like it's, it's like so good. I feel like it's a masterpiece. And she had another one called Frenchman's Creek that isn't like as popular but Uh i read it and i was like this book is so dreamy it was just so good (laughs) yeah Yeah. i haven't read that one but i have read rebecca multiple times and i agree it's it's so good and did you watch the recent uh adaptation i have not watched Mm. it i have i was telling everyone because it was huge on instagram right everybody was talking about oh my gosh netflix is adapting rebecca and i'm like but have you seen this alfred hitchcock adaptation though yeah (laughs) that one's good new version not so good yeah i was like i don't recommend it (laughs) before you watch this one and assume that it is the only adaptation you have got to watch this one first to have an like an opinion on it so agreed So when you are picking out books that you're profiling on your Instagram or that you're reading, how do you decide what I call it spice level that you're going to have in your books? I really don't. I really don't pick. I just kind of, I'm a a mood reader. And so Uh if I know that typically an author, like I love Debbie Maycomber, for instance, a lot of her books have been adapted into Hallmark movies. She mm-hmm. is a closed behind closed door author. So if I know specifically like, okay, I don't want anything steamy. I just want something really sweet and romantic. I'll, I'll go to her, for example, you know, as one of those. But if I know I want something a little bit steamy, I know the authors that typically deliver that as well. But for the most part, like spice level isn't something that I'm like, what am, am I in the mood for this? You know, I just kind of go with what's the summary saying? Do I feel like I'm in the mood for this in particular? And if so, that's what I pick up. Mm-hmm. And I think that I think that Amazon has a has a heat level uh, that they let me see here. Let me find where they will give you some warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to find it. And see, that's the thing with romance, it, the, the genre. And like, there's a, there's constantly discussion about the covers. So, for instance, there's a series called, uh, but there's a series by this author Talia Hibbert, and her f- first book is called Get a Life, Chloe Brown, and it has this adorable, adorable cover. And so, I saw it in person at at Barnes and Noble one day and they didn't have it in romance. They had it in like the regular fiction section. And I just was like, people would assume that 
this adorable cover is also like a really adorable story, which it is. However, it is very steamy. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) a lot of times, you know, you don't really know. And there's books that you see the cover and you think, oh, this is going to be a romantic comedy. And then you get into them and you're like, I have not laughed at all. So it's, it's hard to tell. I wish that we could get a little bit more. So, you know, when you're going into a book, cause I, I have one of my good friends, she's not really a fan of the sexual content in books at all. So for people like her, you know, she would like a little bit more of a heads up, but I don't know if, yeah, if that information so, is available. Yeah. So we're going to try when we talk about our books, we're going to try to give some, uh, of that context of the spice level mild medium or or hot yeah <laughs> and, yes. and hopefully we'll help you out a little bit help our listeners out a little bit uh, and what our plan is is we are going to have a main book that we talk about in more details that, that might be a tiny bit spoilery but we'll try to keep it not not too bad uh, and then we will have a reading roundup where we go into less detail and just kind of chronicle what we've been reading. Yeah. So it's going to be very fun. And we hope that in the comments section that the listeners will put what they've been reading. And if they happen to have read the same books, what their thoughts are. And it'll just be really fun. Yeah. Let us know. Because there's more to life than movies, <laughs> even for film critics. <laughs> So this month we are going to be talking about Rescuing Harmony Ranch. This is by Jenny Martz and this is for Hallmark Publishing. And the summary is Jocelyn's grandmother calls her back to the working historical ranch she runs to help her in a bind. They must make the upcoming festival success uh, or the ranch will go under. This means working with her ex, Mac, who is the blacksmith slash caretaker of the ranch. When Jocelyn left the big city, she broke his heart. They both feel animosity towards each other, but there's always that spark of lost love. Can it come back? Working together again may just be what they need to fall in love all over again. So what were your overall thoughts about this book? What do you think overall? (laughs) You go first, Rachel. <laughs> I I think this this book is pretty basic. It's a, your second chance love story. That uh, you also have a lot of. We're going to talk about trope time in a little bit, but you have a lot of classic story telling devices in this. You've got the girl coming back from the big city. You have a little bit enemies to lovers. You have saved the, you know, save the ranch plot. So you have kind of a lot of basics, but nevertheless, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. What yeah, about you? Yeah, I, man. Okay. So <laughs> I had so many thoughts, Rachel. Like, uh-huh. Okay. I have to say like, I was crying at the end. Okay. Oh I, yeah. I was listening to it on audible. I had my headphones in and I'm like, don't you start crying. And the next thing I know, I'm crying. (laughs) So that was a little bit unexpected when she showed up to the concert. But um, yeah, I was, you know what, when you read this book, if you've seen any small town second chance Hallmark movie, Mm -hmm. you've read this book. And that's, 
how I felt. And at first I just was like, I was kind of angry about it, but I was like, you know what? I've never read this author. Let's just go along for the journey and see what happens. Cause like I said, I think there's something very comforting in predictability, especially with romance novels. Mm -hmm. There's something that's really comforting in knowing, you know, especially when you've watched so many Hallmark movies and now you start reading the romance novels, you know, kind of beat for beat what's to come. And initially I felt a little bit cheated, but then you kind of get into the story and you kind of forget about all of that. So, so we're, having some different segments on this podcast and the first one we're talking about is trope time and trope time is where we talk about these devices as you said these these storytelling narrative choices these archetypes that you see so frequently and i'm curious so there's there's second chance romances there's enemies to lovers there's friends to lovers uh these different tropes do you have a favorite that you're like yeah this is my spot I actually really like Second Chance, but the more that I read, I found that I really like childhood sweethearts. That's Mm kind of my thing. And I mean, that's kind of how I felt with Jocelyn and Mac, but then they did actually have a relationship. So then it becomes more Second Chance. But I like this trope, this, the tropes in this book is like my thing. I love Mm -hmm. that. Um, But it can also be a turnoff if I feel like they broke up for a stupid reason or if I feel like, well, you guys do not need to be together because, okay. you know, it was a legit reason. So um, it can quickly turn into something that I don't want to read if it's not done right. What about you? Yeah, because yeah, sometimes, especially enemies to lovers, I'm just like, this is not a, a good idea for a relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah, it all turns out fun in the end, but. I don't I don't picture this couple staying together very long. <laughs> yeah. I think it's not going to end well. Really? Uh, I, I I not this one in particular. Oh, I'm just saying that, that lovers, trope yeah. in general, oftentimes I'm kind of like, you know, like uh <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. I read a book earlier this year. It was in quote unquote enemies to lovers, when in actuality really what it was was it was the the heroine being mean to the hero i was like he obviously he doesn't know that this is enemies to lovers (laughs) it gets very one-sided yeah yeah you have to keep the characters likable yeah so what's your favorite do you have a favorite um i i think i i like second chance romances the idea of of somebody kind of carrying a a flame for for you is very all these years is very romantic i think yeah, that's probably my favorite. In this one, though, and I don't, I don't want to jump ahead, but like with Jocelyn, uh-huh. it bothered her so much that while she was away, he had gotten married. Yeah. What did you think true. about that? Like, what did you think about that? Yeah. I Well, and but then she, she acted like she she didn't know anything about him or what had been happening. And I found that a little bit hard to believe, especially with how busybody and uh, her grandma was that she wouldn't know that he'd gotten divorced. Or, I mean, I would think that grandma would be first thing she hears about this divorce. She's going to be on the phone talking to Telling Jocelyn. Her. Saying, yeah. Yeah. 
I think so. I mean, she's such a busybody matchmaker that I can't imagine that that not happening. I had a bigger problem with Mac. I felt like he was such a baby with this grudge that he held. I mean, she she goes away to the city, but but she was in high. She, she just was a barely senior. Out of high school, yeah, you know, like. I mean, it seemed a little ridiculous. He's a grown man now for him to be like, oh, I'm so mad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cause I have thoughts on that, but like, let's, yeah. let's backtrack one. I am. Okay. I'm originally from a small town, so I completely uh-huh. understand the small town love, but like New York city just seems to really represent yeah. like you've gone off and grown up and you don't have time for anything and you need to take a break from yourself. I'm like, it's like, if that's what you, if you want to like embody a busy woman that needs to take a break, you have to set her in New York city and then send her home. And I just was like, like, (laughs) I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of tired of seeing that. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of reminded me of, the the last Christmas movie that Lori Laughlin was in, I can't think of the name, with Victor Webster, and I didn't really care for it that much because Victor Webster was such a baby. He was like <laughs> nursing this grudge about how could you leave and go on to be a successful designer. And like, yeah, and with Jocelyn, it's like she, like you said, she was a senior in high school, dude. Like what? I, I yeah. think he expected her to come back. Like if you're in your if you're in your 40s or late 30s and you're still kind of nursing this grudge about what happened to you when you were 18, 19, then that's problematic. Like you need to move on with your life. <laughs> well, I I think that with Mac, I really got it towards the end of the book like I, what was it? His mom, his mom, someone in his life left. So Mac's internal struggle is the women that have been in his life have always chose something else. And so like Jocelyn, even though she left when she was a senior, she didn't have any power over that. She still chose to stay gone. She chose to not come back. Mm-hmm. She chose to not out. You know, she told her grandma, don't say anything to me about him. I don't want to know. You know, yeah. I, I felt like this book did a really good job of exploring choices. Cause like from the moment Jocelyn gets back, we know she's only there temporarily. And then what does she do? She runs into her long lost love. Um, and you just automatically know it's going to come down to her having to make a decision of do I go back to my life mm-hmm. back home? Or do I give old home a chance? Yeah, I know. I mean, I think I haven't been to my hometown for many, many, many years. Maybe there's this secret love there. I've been denying my whole life. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, this this was loaded with tropes and people think, oh, that's a bad thing. Tropes aren't inherently bad. They're just archetypes that we know that make the story familiar. Yeah. It's all about how you execute it. Because there was obviously there was the save the ranch. There was the planning the festival. And I found it a little bit hard to believe that this festival is really going to save everything. This is one festival. Oh, my gosh. It's- Let me not even. The festival, I was like, <laughs> of course she's in marketing. <laughs> it's yeah. so convenient because there's a it festival is. that needs to happen. And this festival is going to determine if the ranch gets to, you know, stay open. Yeah. And, like, it's just, I am just ready for us to take some chance, some cho- like, some... Take a chance, take some risks yeah. as far as like 
Give us a girl that does nothing in marketing and has to literally figure it all out. Okay. <laughs> I think that we'll have to do uh, my Royal, I think it was called Royal Christmas Wish. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was one of my favorites from Hallmark Publishing because it was different. It took a, in the storytelling, it, you thought it was just going to be a, a, a normal, uh, a normal Hallmark a uh, royal story, but it was actually quite quite clever uh, by Lizzie Shane. I really I, I interviewed her and I really enjoyed talking about it. But that that's a good one that kind of takes some takes some risks. Yeah. But the thing I did like about the as far as the second chance romance and the uh, girl leaving the city uh, in this in this uh, book was that he says I will go east with you. I will go with you. And so it's not only her just throwing away her career and being like, I liked that they added that kind of element to it. I was happy to see that too, but it came after like, was it her grandma? Somebody talks to him and kind of helps Mm -hmm. him come to that decision. And I was like, I'm so happy that this came, but like it should, if you want to be together, you should have been considering, but I guess either way, one of them was going to have to give up what yeah. they've been doing, you know? And it just, man, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess yeah. at the end of the book, well, I was like, at any time we as women, you may come to that point in life where you have to have, you have that choice of like, do I give mm-hmm. up everything that I've been doing and worked so hard for? You know, she said something, she's like, there will always be another job, but there will never be another you. And I was like, this yeah. is why these stories work so well, because sometimes you're going to have to choose someone over that stability, that financial stability, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what I like. Did you watch The Christmas Bow this last season? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked that in that movie, how uh, they're both trying to pick what they're going to do and should they sacrifice this career opportunity for this for love but they realize that this is just a new season they're not really sacrificing they're just starting kind of a new adventure together and i kind of liked how that movie did that a dynamic of sacrificing career yeah i'm thinking as you start a new dream together together right i'm like god there's there was remember he 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 could have gone and done the the thing with his uh with his dad the yeah. international work that he was going to do and she could have gone and done all the touring but they realized they wanted to be together so i i liked that a lot so it's it's interesting how sometimes that dynamic works out i always joke on the podcast that you can't be a good person in the city yeah in a hallmark <laughs> movie unless you are running a parade <laughs> Or a window designer. Yes. <laughs> Those the only, only two allowed. Correct. I'm trying to think of that, of the Christmas movie that came out last year, that the girl goes home to see her mom. The guy's like really quiet, like coffee shop owner. And that movie just captured so well that feeling of like realizing, oh my gosh, like life has really went on without me. And like, mm-hmm. this is home, but like, I don't really fit in anymore because life has went on and like I started life somewhere else. And this, I felt like this book did this, did that really similar as well. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Jocelyn really had to realize like, oh my gosh, I think so. You know, seeing Mac with Sophie the first time and them, them having lunch, she just is like, oh wow, like he's with someone. And they don't even like each other like that. But just that fear of like, oh my gosh, life has really happened without me here Mm -hmm. you know that that's the one part that maybe felt a little bit phony the sophie part Uh, (laughs) like i don't know i mean she's making him lunch and all this stuff like she sort of seemed interested and then for her to kind of be oh no i'm actually not interested at all i I like blondes (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right but what did you think about the chemistry between mac and uh jocelyn I, I, I guess I, I, I felt it. I mean, we meet Mac with what, within a couple of pages and it, from the moment we meet him, you already know, like, this is the guy. So I never, I never like, didn't not feel, you know, their, the chemistry between them. It just, I was really bracing myself. I've seen it enough of the movies, um, and reading the books, I'm like, it's going to come down to her having to go home and like, he's going to feel like she chooses work over him you know, and like she chose to leave again. And I was just kind of bracing myself for that. But I also felt like these two people really do want to be together. They're just going to have to figure out how it's going to happen. Yes, I I felt I mean, he was kind of a baby. for a while (laughs) i was just like get over it but i'm a big sucker for sort of your cowboy type guy like strong and that that's very spoon worthy to me and i really liked the scene where they are dancing and i thought that that was very swoon worthy i their first dance i actually thought i would read just a section when he says it says a soft breeze blew a strand of hair across her cheek and Mac reached to brush it back and tuck it behind her ear. He gazed into her eyes and she felt as if he were looking directly into her soul. Just dance with me. Don't think about all the other stuff. Leave the past behind behind us and the future ahead of us and just be in this moment here now with me. She let out a breath and relaxed in his arms. He grew her, he drew her even closer and moved them around the grassy dance floor. You've gotten better at dancing, she said, as she stole a glance up at him. His gaze held hers for a moment, then slowly dropped to her mouth. I've gotten better at a lot of things. (laughs) (laughs) That... That's a good encapsulation of this book. If you listen to that and you're like, ooh, then this is a good book for you. (laughs) So <laughs> that was pretty swoon worthy. Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think my swoon worthy moment was definitely the end when like Chase is up on the stage and he's like, where's this girl at? You know, this guy put this romantic video clip out on, I think Facebook or something. And mm-hmm. we're in Max head and he's like, she's not here. Like she left. And then she's like, I'm here. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Very, very good. Uh, so they get a good score when it comes to chemistry. Yeah. As far as spice level, this is very tame. Yeah. This this uh, book, you have basically one kiss at the very end and some dancing. That's about it. Yeah. So <laughs> you're safe. 
very mild, very mild, no, yeah. little to no spice. Uh, and then other comments, I I thought the whole idea of the working historical ranch was kind of fun, and they definitely she did a good job of kind of making making Colorado sound beautiful and making you want to kind of escape there was nice. And I also thought Graham was, was pretty funny. Oh yeah. I love the, yeah. (laughs) Grandmothers are always fun in the, in the books. Um, It was, it did feel like really atmospheric, small town. It's a, it's a cozy setting. I definitely think it's, it's worth a read. I mean, I think everybody should go pick it up. Um, You know, it just, yeah, it, it does. When you first get into it, you're like, I feel like I've read this before and it's going to feel like that because if you've seen one small town, second chance Hallmark movie, this is that book, (laughs) but it's so good. You just got to like stick with it, you know? Yeah. I, I think you just have to be open to the, to the storytelling devices and, and just enjoy something that's well executed. That may not be the most original thing you've ever read yeah. in your life. Yeah. yeah. So w- if you were to give this a one to five crowns, what would you give it? It's a Hallmark book. So we can do crowns. I, well, I rated it a four star on Goodreads. I'm going to give it a four, four crowns. Yeah, I gave it a three. Okay. On Goodreads. So, and we'll put our Goodreads in the description so you can follow us, our individual Goodreads. All right. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies Podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Let's dive into our reading roundup. (laughs) Do it. And I'll do a book, and then you do a book. And like I said, not all of these are romance for me, uh, but they're just what I've been reading. So uh the first one was actually for my book club that i'm in i read the wonder by emma donahue she was pretty famous for reading for writing uh room which of course was made into a feature film with brie larson that won the oscar and this tells the story of a woman in the 1800s that goes to investigate this girl who supposedly has not eaten for months and is this is being touted as this miracle a miracle child and if you're a big plot person this is not the book for you she literally goes to the girl and they sit in a room and that that's about it <laughs> i haven't read it so I was not like, a lot going on here plot wise but 
the characters are pretty good i liked it well enough it's a little boring uh but yeah yeah i gave it a <laughs> i gave it 2.5 out of 5 uh it was okay but i didn't it was a little slow for me uh, if i'm honest what's your first book that you want to talk about so the first one that I want to talk about is Pursuit of the Truth by author K.D. Richards. She's a debut Harlequin writer. Her book came out in, I believe, February, and it is a romantic suspense. So if you are like a fan of cozy mysteries or just mysteries in general, this one isn't very cozy. It is pretty intense. Um, mm. I just I thought it was fabulous. I mean, the, the main character is mm. a woman named Nadia. It's set in, in New York City. And she's being pursued by, you know, some really bad people and she has no idea why. And it's, it gets to the point as a reader where it's kind of terrifying because you don't know why either. And so mm -hmm. you just kind of go along with her on this journey to figure out why are these people after me? And the, the hero in the book is someone that she works with. She, she hired him as security and they've both had a crush on each other, but they didn't want to like cross those professional boundaries. But now that she's being pursued, he's just like, I'm, I'm going to be by your side everywhere you go until we figure this out basically. And that's where the romantic element comes in. So it was so good. If you're into like suspense and yeah. you can like, you want something balanced with romance. I definitely think it's worth the read. Oh, cool. That sounds really good. Well, my next recommendation is, a book called allergic and it is by Megan Wagner Lloyd, who is my sister. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Obviously I'm very biased, but this is her first graphic novel. She's done picture books previous to this and it's very exciting. I'm very proud of her. It's a very cute book. It's about a little girl who wants to get a puppy but turns out she's super allergic and this comes kind of comes from my sister's real life experiences where she would get this horrible eczema growing up and she couldn't have an animal even though she wanted to and her experiences i obviously give it five five stars but you know it's my sister <laughs> but i still think i think it's genuinely a really charming lovely little read that I think anybody who has kids will enjoy. But then also uh, if, if you've ever dealt with allergies or anything like that, I think you'll find it really sweet. It's, 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 she did a great job. I love that. I love graphic yeah. novels. I have to look at it, that. Yeah. And we'll have a, uh, a Amazon links to these in the description section. So if you want to follow our affiliate links, we would sure appreciate that. But what is your next book that you want to recommend? So my next one what is you want to talk about it is Our Italian Summer by Jennifer Probst. And I read this one, I think like a month ago, actually, but it was so good. It's, it's more of a women's fiction. It follows three women. One is like the mother, like the grandmother, and then her daughter and then her daughter's daughter. So three generations of women who go to Italy and the the grandmother and the granddaughter have a closer relationship because the mother is a single mom and 
she just, she really, you know what, usually if I, if I see that there's going to be a snotty teenager in a book, I'm like, nope, I'm not in the mood for that. But this one, I really felt for the daughter because all she wanted really was for her mom to put her work phone down and pay her some attention. And we see just the threads of their relationship during this summer vacation to Italy that they take. And it's just, it's so good. So um, mm-hmm. I think that'll be like a really good summer read if anyone's in the mood for, I mean, we obviously aren't traveling still. So I mean, definitely pick it up. Good women's fiction novel. I think it's worth the read for sure. That sounds nice and escapist. Yeah. Well, my next choice is actually a play and it's called Kim's Convenience and the popular show, which you can watch on Netflix, which I've become obsessed with in the last couple months, called Kim's Convenience, is based on this play. And I absolutely love the show. And I think that this play has has most of the good features of the show. It's about a Korean family that owns a convenience store in Toronto a, a Korean Canadian uh, family. And I just love the themes of, of forgiveness and, and family. And it's very funny. Uh, the show's more outright funny than the play, but still definitely worth a read. And it's only, it only take you an hour, maybe I mean, because plays are really quick reads. So that's one nice thing about it. I gave it a four out of five. Okay. Um, My next one was one of the first five-star reads I gave this year, and that was, it's another travel story. (laughs) Uh, And it's called The Star-Crossed Sisters of Tuscany by Lori Nelson Spielman. And this one follows a girl who belongs to this big Italian family that for generations has felt that their family has this curse. And it's like, I think the firstborn daughter will like never find true love or something like that. And so the main character in this book is that daughter. And yeah, she like her, her Nona has a sister back in Italy that she does not speak with. And this sister reaches out to the heroine and is like, can you come, you know, visit and come spend the, the summer with me. And so her Nona is like, nope, you're not going. And she's like, I'm a grown woman. Like it's, I'm, I'm gonna go. It takes a lot of thinking and convincing and she finally does. And luckily she does because there's a lot of familial stuff that she learns, but it's basically like this idea of a curse that this family has believed in for so long. And like the women, how the women have shaped themselves based off of this curse and like the relationships, the way that they've like the highs and lows and decisions that they've made as family and how they've treated each other based off of the curse. Like it was so good, Rachel. So again, it's another travel story. I know we're not going anywhere. So if you need a fictional trip to Tuscany, definitely pick this one up again. It's Mm. the star-crossed sisters of Tuscany by Lori Nelson Spielman. That sounds really good. Uh, my next one I was going to talk about is called Enemy by Sarah Adams. And this is total enemies to lovers trope. I screamed have- when I saw this on the list, Rachel, because <laughs> I have this book. I have this one and the one before. I love Sarah have Adams. Have you read it? I, I haven't read them yet. I just hauled them. I read, um, she had another one come out, Temp- uh, The Off Limits Rule. And I loved it. That oh. was my first by her this year. So I, I hauled The Enemy 
and the book that comes before that, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they they make it's about these two high school kind of rivals. They didn't like each other, but they are forced to work together for a friend's mutual friend's wedding. And they switch, they make the switch for uh, to to love pretty quick. I could have used even more of that like back and forth, but it was still definitely enjoyable. It's low on the a spice meter and so people it's just some kissing that's all that you have uh, and it's 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 enjoyable it's fun if you like enemies enemies to lovers obviously by the title you know that <laughs> but i give it a three out of five okay so my next one is waking up married and this is by reese ryan um, this is part of a series by her, but you can definitely read it as a standalone. And it is a another child. It's a childhood friends to lovers book between uh, our main character character Zora and her childhood best friend Dallas. She actually like saved him from some bullies on the playground as a kid, and they've been best Ooh. friends ever since. Ah, friends to lovers. Yes, huh? and yes. like they take these trips together, and he's getting an award for something in Las Vegas, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I need you to come." So she's like, "Okay, I'm coming," and then. She gets there and she lets him know like, hey, like I have been really thinking of something like she's just she's this really powerful, intelligent businesswoman. And she's like, I'm ready to become a mom. And at first he freaks out. He's like, "Um, are you like asking me (laughs) to like help you with that? And she's like, she's like, no, I'm just telling I want it. She basically wants to get his blessing. And then he's kind of his feelings are kind of hurt. Like, oh, so what? I'm not good enough for you to (laughs) ask me. It was. It reminded me of the movie, like The Hangover, like the first half of the, oh, movie, yeah. the book. It's hilarious. There's just decisions that are made that they don't remember making. Um, but it ended up being very, very just romantic and like seeing how everything that you're looking for in someone is standing in front of you. But like that fear of changing the yeah. dynamic between your friendship it was so good so yeah that's waking up where's married. that one on the spice uh, um it is definitely a, a medium medium spice it's a medium spice yes it's a medium <laughs> spice <laughs> okay good <laughs> all right my next one is manor for sale baron included by esther hatch esther hatch is my friend she's we've also she's, they've been sponsoring the podcast so i guess take that with a grain of salt but I wouldn't recommend the book if I didn't really enjoy it. And it's a Victorian novel. It's about this woman who has inherited money. So she's able to buy property and she decides to buy this country estate so that her sister can start to recover from some ailments that she's been having. And it turns out the former owner is still living on the land in a like hunter's lodge or whatever that's on the land so she has to deal with seeing him on a regular basis and he has developed this whole scheme that he's going to make her fall in love with him so that he can get the land back and that's his original idea and of course (laughs) things 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 don't stay that cynical for long and the, I thought she did a very good job with a lot of funny scenes. Like she gets this really ugly 
ugly vase and she decides well i need to give i need i need to give kind of a welcome present or whatever to the baron because he had given her a gift and so she brings over this very ugly face and he's just kind of like oh <laughs> anyway so there's some real funny scenes and there's some very swoonworthy scenes and she is great i think at writing a kissing scenes so if you are a fan it's still it's still mild mild heat level but very swoonworthy kissing so if you like that she's your gal Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fun i love regency and victorian romance i think it's very fun so my next one is I actually read it as an um, advanced reader copy on the website NetGalley. Uh, uh-huh. I think it comes out like May 1st, but um, it's by Melissa Phoebos, who wrote one of my all-time favorite memoirs called Abandon Me. But this one is called Girlhood, and it's a collection of essays that just ex- like explore girlhood really and like the patterns that we form while we're experiencing things as young girls that like follow us into like womanhood and I just thought it was fascinating her writing is gorgeous and she's very honest and upfront about things that she has experienced and like just like finding those patterns and how things that happen to us as kids like can follow us into adulthood and like really shape the women that we become. So, I mean, I think it's, like I said, I think it comes out like May 1st, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely keep your eye out looking for that. If you are a fan of nonfiction, especially by women, she's just, she's an author that I love so much. I, and her previous book, Abandon Me, I reread it all the time it's fantastic so that's melissa phoebos and i gave that one five stars mm. i would give mana for sale by the way four out of five i don't think i said that okay. so my last recommendation is the memory keeper by jenny hale they're all she was also a sponsor for the podcast i and love I her, her. Oh and i gosh. love her too <laughs> <laughs> and this book it starts out as a kind of a road trip story where they're stranded. The lady, she's stranded at the airport. There's no more flights leaving because of the weather. And she has been dumped by her fiance and she's just having the worst day ever. And she randomly runs into one of her friends from growing up and he's there at the airport. And so uh, he and then this other lady and her end up being this kind of odd group go driving to their hometown so she can be there to help her grandma and there's also a kind of save the store element when she gets there and he's sort of bitter and and uh, jaded by life and so they have to kind of help each other and he's also not he's also struggling with being there for his daughter because he lost his wife. And so he's got all this con- conflicted feelings and, and it was very good. It, it, it really did cover a lot of ground for one book I thought. And I liked, but I liked all the characters and overall it was, it was entertaining. I gave it a 3.5 out of five. Okay. 
So my last one isn't just a book. It's just a series in general. I just wanted to recommend something if anyone's looking for like small town rom-com, but like something you can get cozy in. One of my favorite authors is Jill Shalvis. And literally in January, I read an entire series by her called the Lucky Harbor series. Um, My first series by her was her Heartbreaker Bay series, which sets place in San Francisco. And though it's like big city, it felt very small town. So I was really excited to read this one. And I read like all 12 books (laughs) in the month of January. Um, So yeah, like small town, I think like Pacific Northwest is where it's set. Um, But yeah, I mean, I loved every book, like every book was Mm. like a four star read for me. And she just she straddles the line of like, romance, women's fiction and rom com in her books. So I think if you're a fan of either of those three, you can pick up any of her series um, and be satisfied. She's so good. So yeah, Mm. especially with spring and summer here, you know, spring here and summer coming, I think those are fantastic books to read. So and What's the spice level on those? Um, I would say some of them are more mi- just no nothing less than mild. Okay, okay. <laughs> but it is di- <laughs> it is different every book. Some are a little bit steamier than others, but I mean they're really quick scenes. You can kind of skim through them and keep reading. Okay, good. Well, I think we give a lot of good recommendations and I'm excited about this new series. Let us know what you think. And if you have a suggestion of what you'd like us to cover in the future, we'd love to hear your thoughts and we'd love to hear what you've been reading. So put that in the comment section. I think that'd be a very fun discussion. And so thank you so much, Brie, for coming on and doing this. And I look forward to doing it in the future. And how can people find you and your Instagram and all of that that you do? So on Instagram, I am at Falling for Romance. I actually recently started a podcast with one of my best friends. Her name is Sarah. Uh, We have one episode out right now. Right now we're putting episodes out on Saturdays. So our second episode will be releasing very soon. But it is all about category romance. So it's called the Categorically Romance Podcast. Um, And the link tree on my Instagram bio has everywhere where you can find me. So yeah, come come find me. Come chat with me about books. And (laughs) I can't wait to chat with you some more, Rachel. We're going to hold each other accountable here. That's right. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. I'm excited too. And we'll have all that information in the description section. And you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast, the Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We so appreciate that. We've gotten a number of positive reviews lately, and it really helps people to find our show. So please help us out. And then if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We appreciate that so much. We have our patron group which is a lot of fun we have our watch alongs that happen once a month it's great time and then we also have our merch store which has tons of fun hallmark inspired merch so check that out and thanks again brie and we'll talk again next month thank you bye everybody